Welcome to the Few Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Richie, Darren, and Mark. Hey, you know that check I was talking about getting you? I'll get it like sometime in 2019. <laughs> We're trying to help you grow those oranges, man. <laughs> and then they get angry or excited. Doesn't really matter which one, right? And and then they move on to a picture of their friend from high school just had another baby, right? Yep. All right. Welcome back to the Few Podcasts. My name's Darren. I'm here with Mark and Richie. And what do you guys think is the biggest story of the week? Uh, probably still the George Floyd trial, I guess I would think. Oh, yeah. They just, uh, I guess they just released a video of him getting arrested in, looks like, 2019. I mean, yeah. He, he basically did the, he, he has a, <clears throat> sounds like he's got a playbook from what he did from the last time. Yeah, that was, it's a carbon copy of exactly what happened in May, except for he got into the back of the car. They they took him to, to jail and seek medical attention for him. Uh, otherwise, he would have maybe overdosed on, on the drugs that he had put in his system. Well, yeah, he, he basically, I watched the video, it looked like he had him in his mouth. And then once the officer got to the window and it looked like he was going to get pulled out of the car, he swallowed him. Yes. Kind of makes you wonder if that isn't what happened this last time. But yeah. but this but this doesn't sound like it's admissible because it's it's not you know you shouldn't be able to bring that up I guess. Yeah, because the, the prosecution wanted to make sure that no prior convictions, that including you know uh, when he struck a pregnant woman in the face with a gun gun to the baby's to the to the pregnant woman's belly telling her to be quiet otherwise he'll shoot that's not going to be brought out into the court either yeah well i, I hopefully everybody's heard of heard that by now but well yeah i think it's kind of hard to not have heard of, heard that but these jurors that are being selected are saying well they don't know much about the george floyd case or they know very little and i don't know how you how you cannot know What's happened in the last year, especially, especially in, I mean, especially in Minas, uh, Minneapolis, you know, where the trial is being held. So, I, I heard, I heard that one juror said that he went to the memorial, but he hadn't watched the video. <laughs> so, so he went to the George Floyd Memorial, but hadn't seen the the nine minute video that was everywhere. Like you couldn't turn on a TV without seeing it. He's probably one of them smug MFers that says they don't own a TV. <laughs> I hate those people. Yeah. Well, it's just, did you hear though just recently that two of the jurors have been dismissed? Yeah. Cause they heard that the city, um, the city gave a settlement to the, to the family, which I don't understand. Cause like you're worth like, 10 times what you make in a year that's that's about what you're worth because that's that 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 replaces your income i know that george floyd's not making 2.6 million a year so what's the disconnect there you know what i mean pain it (laughs) yeah no (laughs) i i can tell you that he didn't suffer very long anyway 
It, but I mean, obviously now the city council who approved this settlement has put the trial in jeopardy. Uh, definitely. I mean, it's, it's, you now have two jurors that have, have said that it, it would greatly impact their, um, their decision on the outcome of the trial. You, you have multiple scholars who have said, uh, that the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, this is bad for the defense because everyone's going to hear about this and, and people are going to assume guilt. It just, it totally taints the, the trial. Um, and, and I mean, on top of all that, on top of the trial, I mean, this is just a bad look for the city to, to, um, immediately settle off the case like this before the criminal trial is, is done. And then, and then you have uh, the family go down and give $500,000 to specifically Black-owned businesses in, in the 38th and Chicago Autonomous Zone because they're struggling. Not the other businesses that have, haven't been able to open up since this Autonomous Zone has, has sprung up. Well, not only that, I don't think the, the family didn't give them the money. The city did. That was part well, of the settlement. The city pledged to give five hundred thousand dollars, which well, I, this whole I, thing's a PR stunt by the city. I mean, they the, the no, there's no way that they would have awarded twenty six million. Like a judge would not have awarded twenty six million dollars to George Floyd. This is all, this is all just a stunt. It's all a it's all a political stunt to hopefully make the riots go away or something. I don't know. I don't think that they want the riots to go away. I mean, you got the president of the city council saying, we are with you deeply and crying in front of everybody during, during this, talking, talking about the incident. I don't think that they want the riots to go away. I think that they're pushing to defund the police, and, and they think <clears throat> that these riots are going to somehow help that. Um, and I've stopped trying to figure out crazy liberals a long time ago. Well, not only that, the uh, Minneapolis City Council doesn't care how they look. I mean, they've been talking about defunding the police, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. And then crime goes out of control in, in the Minneapolis area. And they say, well, where's the police? Where's the police? I mean, they're just, they're buffoons and they don't, they don't even realize it. So, yeah. Well, and then, and then you got Keith Ellison's son, D- I don't remember uh, Ellison Jr.'s name, but uh, supposedly he's been talking with his dad and been coordinating with the Attorney General of Minnesota about uh, strategy on the, on this stuff. And it's it's I, I you know it's not unusual for a city council to to have some contact with uh, other state leaders, but to the fact that you know it sounds like they're probably getting their marching orders from on high uh, on what to do. And, and I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. None whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Well, if it made sense, they wouldn't do it. So, you know, we got that there, but yeah, I, I just, the, I think he's going to be found innocent. I don't think he can, I mean, with the evidence, I don't think he could, a jury in their right mind can't convict him, and all they need is one to hang it. But I I don't think there's anybody that's going to convict him if you just look at the evidence. But 
Well, well, that's what I'm scared about is too is I I don't think that there are going to be there's going to be certain jurors. I, I don't think that you're going to get 12 people on a jury, and there isn't going to be one person on there that is going to automatically think that he is guilty, and I am going to I am going to vote guilty no matter what. Uh, I just I just don't think that there's you're not going to get 12 people. Uh, that are going to have a re- reason in their head to to actually look at the evidence. There, there's too many people who have been brainwashed by the by the media uh, they, on this. They only need one, though. They don't need 12. They just need one, and they just need one twice. You know, they just need one to get a mistrial twice, and then they're, I think it's over at that point. Like, you can only try them twice, maybe three times. I don't know. Well, well, I mean, Curtis Flowers down in down in uh, Mississippi, they tried him six times for murder. Well, I think it depends on the state. I don't think Minnesota you can, but well, maybe yeah, maybe it comes down to state law. I don't know. I just I just heard about that Curtis Flowers case that that was crazy. Hmm. All right. What do you guys uh, have? Did you guys see that story about in the Washington Post about uh, or the correction in the Washington Post about Trump? No, is that, is that... it was uh, basically the the whole story that uh, Trump uh, forced or was was Reagan on the the Georgia um, Secretary of State to find the fraud that quote was made up and that's not actually what happened. He, he basically had a phone call with the secretary of state and was just like, you need to look at the Fulton County, Georgia ballots. There's a lot of dishonesty there. He didn't tell him to find the fraud. He asked him to look at the, look at the absentee ballots and look for the dishonesty. Hmm. The, the story was Trump told Rasberger Hmm. to find the fraud. Otherwise he's, you know, he's going to get removed and the Republicans are going to come after him. No, that's not what happened at all. It's not even close to what happened. And not only that, but they quoted find the fraud in the article. And that made it all the way into the impeachment, uh, the impe- the articles of impeachment. They put that exact quote in there that he he was telling the, telling the Georgia Secretary of State to find the fraud because he, you know, He's lying about everything, yada, yada, yada. Well, that's not what happened. It's not even close to what happened. He had an hour-long phone call, and that's all they pulled out of it. And they couldn't even pull anything good out of it. They had to lie about it. If you can get to Fulton, you're going to find things that are unbelievable. The dishonesty that we've heard from just good sources, really good sources, but Fulton Fulton is the mother load. You can... Uh, Fulton is the mother load. You know, as expression goes, Fulton County. They dropped. They dropped ballots. They dropped all these ballots. Stacey Abrams really terrible. Just a terrible thing. So that was. So that was that was turned into. Telling Watson to find the fraud. So Hmm. what is the recourse? I mean, can Trump can't sue him? Yeah, he can Uh, sue the Washington Post. Oh, you think he can now? Uh, I I think he can for libel because they said that they had the recording. Hmm. And they heard it. They heard it firsthand exactly what he said. And that's not what he said. And now 
now that the basically the the Georgia the Georgia um, Attorney General was going to come after Trump for you know pressuring a Georgia official to you know make up ballots and make up stuff for you know to get him to win Georgia, and that's not what happened. So they basically had they that basically came out in the in the subpoena. So this recording would have never even surfaced except for the Democrats went after Trump in Georgia for, you know, cheating in essence, hmm. you know, put, putting pressure on a local official, you know, or bribing or whatever you want to call it. But that's not what happened. They lied. You know, that, and then not only that, but it, the story gets even better. The, uh, like, like, other news sources like I don't know CNN basically came out and said, "Oh, our anonymous sources tell us that this is true. This is completely one hundred percent true." So you have you know you have multiple news outlets corroborating this bullshit, and then you know it's it's all a lie, and it comes out you know three months later that it's a lie. He didn't say that. I mean, he didn't even he. He was basically asking them to look at ballots because, as everybody knows, there's a lot of dishonesty in there. Well, and I don't know. Look at Fulton County, which, you know, this is what this is what I've always thought was interesting. I was arguing with somebody about uh, the election, and this was back in uh, December, um, and they were telling me, "Oh, they did an audit. They didn't find anything." You know, and I was like, no, they didn't do an audit of Fulton. No, I'm pretty sure that they did. Uh, you know, that that that's that's where they wanted them to focus and and they focused on Fulton County. And so then I, I went back and I tried to take a look. And I mean, obviously, the Washington Post article, um, the Washington Post is obviously saying it here, too. They never looked at Fulton County. They they ran they ran an audit on and i think it was like marraquette county or something like that and it was some county where you know nobody thought that there was fraud and they went yep uh we we just found uh you know five thousand missing votes that's all that's all we that's all we found um and okay well that's odd uh you know and that's not even what we were telling you guys to look at we were telling you to look at this county and look at signature verification because that's where that's where all these sources of people are coming up and telling us and then and then um i remember when that when the story came out about this phone call you know they they said that trump named uh the gal that uh grabbed the six suitcases of ballots out of the out from underneath the table and they were and they were um and i I just remembered it because they would not say the name of the person uh because it was none of this was true like what she was doing was legal work well the only thing the only thing that we have to go off of is this this person who didn't investigate Fulton County uh says oh no um we looked at that um nothing was wrong there we'll show your work no no <laughs> you know so i mean georgia probably lost trump the election won um 
because because uh you know just flipping that state and and one other would would have probably um made would have made all the difference uh and and then it cost us the senate too because everybody was so disillusioned by their state represent by their state government not doing their job that they didn't come out and vote for the senate races and they ended up losing those too so i mean georgia well. Well, yeah, but they're also that they, you know, they had to have their runoff because uh, whatever Purdue was like 0.2% away from winning, you know, getting yeah. 50%. So if you take away all those, you know, those ballots that were scanned, uh, whatever thousand, he probably would have won that straight out and that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, both of them. No, I don't know. I think... Uh, the other one was a split, so there would have been a runoff either way because the two Republicans got like thirty and like twenty two or something. Hmm. So it was it was Warnock and then the two Republicans. Waffler and somebody else. Hmm. But yeah, the the I don't know, the whole thing's dirty. But they you know, it just goes to show you that the media just they ran with a story that was completely, it was made up. I mean, it wasn't even close to true. Like, and they just ran with it. They even, they even came out and said that, oh, well, we have our own anonymous sources that uh, verify that this is exactly what happened. It kind of makes you wonder if, you know, Trump calls the soldiers suckers and losers. Yeah. Right. All from anonymous sources, all from Blue Anon. You know, they're all. Anonymous sources that said this. One, one, uh, one news outlet with anonymous sources came out and said that this is what happened. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I mean that's just the whole problem is is that they run their narrative, and if it doesn't match their narrative, they're not going to run it. And if they, and if there's even a whisper of truth to it, in this case. Trump did have a phone call with the with the guy. Now, what was said was complete lies. They lean into it, and and they and I mean, what? I mean, I don't know what anyone expects out of CNN. I mean, in 2016, before Trump even took office, they were looking to impeach him, and that's all that they cared about for four years. Trump sneezed at, at the press conference, and during coronavirus, is that an impeachable defense offense? You know. Oh. I was looking. I was looking today. There was a great. There's a great. It's like a side by side picture of Brian Stelter and Tom Brady, mm -hmm. and it's like, it's like Brian Stelter's 35, Tom Brady's 43. <laughs> they were just side by side. Stelter oh, looks yeah. like absolute dog shit. I seen that today too. <laughs> then there was somebody. Then there was somebody who's just like. It's like it's not it's the hair. You give Brian Stelter hair, he looks like a woman. And <laughs> they gave him long hair and he looked like a woman. Oh, it was great. Do you, Darren? That's nuisance money. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe he's only 35. He looks like he's 50 something. Looks terrible. It Yeah, that is well. He is he's an idiot. I remember when uh, I remember when that uh, kid won that settlement and became the highest paid CNN anchor, uh, <laughs> Sandman. Yeah, yeah, Nick Sandman. Yeah, like, um, 
he uh, Stelter came out there and was like, "This is nuisance money, just nuisance money," and it's like, uh, everyone's saying on the download that it was like eighty million dollars. I don't call that nuisance money. Yeah. Well, the good thing about CNN is now that Trump is out of the White House, they can uh, go bankrupt. So we won't have to deal with them much longer. Yeah. I I did hear, though, that uh, uh, the parent company is trying to sell them and they can't find a buyer. Well, who's going to buy them? I mean, they're terrible. The only only news news station that gets ratings is Fox, and they're not getting anything like they used to. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, they're making no money now. If I, if I was rich and money was no object, I probably would buy him just to shut him down. I, I'd want Don Lemon to look me in the face. That's why I said that you're fired. I'd probably... I'd just, make, I'd just make him do like, do, like, new stories that they didn't want to do. Make him quit. <laughs> just like when they, when they fired Childress. Why did they fire Childress? They could have made him a ball boy for, whatever, $2 million a year. Oh, God. That's what I would have done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, so so going back to the election this week, the uh, uh, there was a court case and it came came out that the election or the the Michigan um, secretary of state broke the law when she changed the requirements for signature signature verification. Huh. That's weird. It's weird how that's just all of a sudden, you know, they just broke the law and didn't care about it. Just change the law unilaterally. Yep. Needed the legislator to say it to to actually change that change that law she overstepped. Uh, did you did you see what um, her changes were? Uh no, not exactly. What what were they? It was basically if it looks like a signature, count it. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, I mean go... that's that's the way a lot of them were. Yeah, but I mean it was like you need to pursue you need to pursue yeah uh, you need to assume that it is uh, a valid. Uh, signature and if it if it there's a red flag then you can maybe look at it but only if there's multiple red flags on it so i mean they didn't do any checking on any of these ballots so and you see that uh that the uh the recall in uh in california now that they're gonna they're gonna require signature verification for all the signatures (laughs) Oh, on the really? recall petition. Oh yeah, yeah. Because if it's a Democrat that that uh, is being recalled, you have to have signature verification to make sure that people are who they say they are. I think they needed like 1.5 million signatures, and because they know that the Democrats are complete assholes in California, they got something like 2.5 million just to just because they knew that they were going to challenge every single one of them. Just ridiculous. Didn't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't there some more election news? I can't quite remember what you guys had. Um. Well, Iowa um, was in the news today be- or this week because um, a Republican Republican representative in Iowa was certified on Monday after her um, after the election uh, that she was in. Uh, she won by like six votes after after recounts. Yeah, and so it came down to that narrow of margin. And so after after she was certified in, Nancy Pelosi came out and said that that um, 
margin is way too close and that she is going to start uh, pursuing legal options to overturn that election win. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, how they, they railed against, you know, Congress is not there to decide who wins elections. That is up to the people. That is to the people. Congress should not get involved in it. Uh, you're going to lose another member of the House and, and make, your, make your narrow lead in the House even smaller. We need to step in. I mean, I know it came out that she won by six votes, but that is too close. Um, you know, and it's, well, then define too close. Six votes? 60 votes? 600 votes? I mean, when, when does it become too close that all of a sudden Congress needs to step in and, and take a look at it? But if they did all these recounts, and they've been recounting since November in this small district, and it keeps coming up that the Republican won, uh, and you know that they wanted just they wanted to keep this going and keep it going until until their right number came up. Sounds familiar to every other election that they've been trying to steal. Um, that it finally comes down to okay, well we've we've done it however many times. She won by six votes, uh, and and uh, you know. Nancy Pelosi just won't will not accept that. Now she's going to go look at legal options, and it's funny because if you were talking about this in November and December about Congress taking action because there was something wrong with an election, you're a terrorist. But if Nancy Pelosi does it for a congressman uh, against a Republican congressman, well, then she's just pursuing her legal options. Well, yeah, and it's like a, it's a state deal too. I I could see the <clears throat> Congress getting involved if it was a federal election, but it's not even a federal election. It's a Congress. It's a congressional seat, which is like not even a full state. Mm-hmm. It's just more again rules for thee, you know. Yeah. I Nancy Pelosi doesn't like something, so then she wants to just fix it. I mean, break it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, you know what they say: if it's not broke, fix it, make it better. (laughs) Racist. Yeah. Yeah. It's not broke. It's racist. Yeah, pretty much. I see. um, This just popped out. Twenty-one states are suing Biden over the Keystone XL pipeline permit. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think that's going to matter. I mean, it probably won't go very far, but it feels kind of good to at least get it out there. Hey, fighting back. I support it. It's regulation of interstate and international commerce that should be left to Congress, and that Biden's move was an overreach. Yeah, I think if they approved it before, there should be no way for Biden to unapprove it. But yeah, oh, he's got those pesky executive orders that he loves to use. So. Yeah, but those are only usable if Congress didn't act. I mean, if Congress passes a law that says something, you can't just undo it with an executive order. Right. But yeah. So Otherwise, I was looking. Go. But, well, I'm going to change the subject, so you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, otherwise, Trump should have just said, uh, uh, 
Congress certified certified the results of the election, and Trump could have signed an executive order saying, "Nope, uncertified." <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm king. Executive order. <laughs> <laughs> well, like that Babylon B uh, article, it said, um, "Com or dictator loses election." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right there. That's all. That's the only head, headline you need. Dictator loses the election. I mean, it, it's funny just saying it. Oh so, yeah, yeah. You know. Do they have a picture of Trump on it? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a picture of Trump. It says, "Dictator loses election." <laughs> you remember when Saddam Hussein got elected out of office, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of sodomy, I mean Saddam. Oh. They uh. They, I was watching. Uh, I've been watching these Adam Curtis documentaries. They're like this. It's like this BBC filmmaker who just does documentaries on like why stuff is the way it is. Yeah, basically the Middle East is the way it is is because they were taken over and power was given to complete jerk face assholes. And yeah, so the United States took over, basically invaded Iraq in like the seventies. And gave power to Saddam because the original guy was bad, and uh, Iran was Iran was um, well, it was the Ottoman Empire, you know, it was the the footstool of of the British Empire. So they uh, that the Brits took took over the Ottoman Empire, and they didn't like they didn't like the uh, the basically the the liberal Western ideologies that were that the cities had so they they basically found a uh like a guy that lived on the hill who's a shah and they put him in charge of iran hmm. you know they made him like a like a leader and then that ended up i think they ended up revolting from that guy and then uh, in the 70s the shah took over that country and then <laughs> Gaddafi, he uh he basically was I mean, they they put him in there. It's just ridiculous. Like all of these, all of these dictators were just people that that you know the West put in there, like all of them. And mm-hmm. then, uh, and then Assad. I mean, even Assad, like his his dad was put in there. I don't know. They were all they were all just basically given power, and I don't know. It's just, and th- and then we think that we're just gonna overthrow one of the countries and we're just going to install somebody that's friendly to the United States and it's going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. That's just mm-hmm. an aside. So anyway, I, I was, so I was looking in and there was just kind of an interesting story I came across. Uh, so the, the Democrats are threatening to uh, get rid of the filibuster to pass some of these, some of this legislation, like, uh, I don't know. HR one gun control, all that crap. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, Mitch McConnell said, "Okay, if you get rid of the filibuster, we're just not going to have a Senate." Because even though, even if the filibuster gets gets removed, you got to have fifty one senators for quorum. So the the uh, the vice president doesn't doesn't count as a quorum vote. So if they get rid of the filibuster, they they could basically just not show up, and nothing happens. 
Holy shit. Yeah, well, they have to get 51 senators, so they would have to win and they'd have to win another seat to be able to do anything to pass anything. So basically, just hold out until 2022 and just don't show up and don't get anything passed. Um, yeah, they, they would basically lost. shut it down. So McConnell's threatening to do that if they if they try to remove the filibuster. You know that cocaine, Mitch. Every time you get a little pissed at him, he comes back with something good like that. Well, hmm. I was. I was watching some commentary on him. He's just a political hack. That's all he is. He all he cares about politics. You know, everything he does is political. Oh, so yeah. even even when he, when he's going against Trump, it's I mean, it, or for Trump or against Trump, it's got nothing to do with whether he likes him or not. It's all politics. Whether he can advance his agenda or, or the Republicans' agenda, he's got no morals. It's just all politics. Well, I mean, it's like the it's like the Freedom Fund um, for the medical treatment of of firefighters and first responders from 9-11 he was trying to use that to to um uh get some agenda pushed across back you know and i mean this was like a couple this years was probably, ago yeah you know a couple of years ago and and i mean you know john um john stewart got up upset with him and was like, you know, why are you doing this? And he's like, oh, well, it's definitely going to get passed, but, you know, I'm not going to let it get passed without getting something I want for it, too. And I was like, geez, that's a little heartless, you know? But, yeah. Just more to the point that he just, he doesn't have a moral um, compass or anything. It's just, it's just whatever he can do. But, I, I mean, it, you know, credit where credit is due. I mean, that that's pretty genius if if they're trying to back him into the wall that you know they that he found a way to still stonewall so that liberal agenda cannot go through because if hr1 gets passed it's bye bye america so but they would they would need to get one republican senator to defect right well yeah they would but then the republican senator is not going to defect to get rid of the filibuster I mean that would be just stupid. I mean, and even with HR one, there's there's a good chance that not all Democrats are going to be on board with that. I mean, there's yeah. a good chance that that it's not going to get fifty votes anyway. Yeah, and gun control probably isn't going to get fifty. I don't think that they could because there's a lot of Democrats that are NRA Democrats. You know, they say they're they're for the NRA until it comes up time to vote, and then they vote against it, but. Anyway, because if they need 51, you know Mitt Romney's still a senator. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's male, but he is a senator. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so did you see all the all the shenanigans happening at the border? Yep, no plan there. Oh no, no, what there's is... a plan, Richie. He sent FEMA What's... down there to give him water and shelter. Oh, that's nice of him. <laughs> Well, you know, I thought he was just going to let them in. Why isn't he just letting them in like he said he would? Or like Democrats want? I saw today today that the Democrats, uh, they voted down a bill to uh, make sure that before any illegal is let into the country that uh, that they get a COVID test and test negative before they can get let into the country. 
Well, they have the rapid test. What does that take? Like an hour now? Yeah. Yeah. So they should be pumping them through. Well, yeah. Did you did you hear the uh, what's that press secretary's name? Saki. Yeah, she. (laughs) They kind of were getting after her, and she she didn't have an answer. It was it was great to listen to. Um, Does she ever have an answer? Oh yeah, she's just like, well, yeah, there there is a problem down there, and and I can assure you that um, we're working on it. (laughs) Yeah, that's what she said. She said it's all Trump's fault. Like, are you serious? You you really think that that's Trump's fault? Well, because their reasoning was is that he he shut up the border so tight that now that there's an overwhelming push for hopefulness that they'll be let into the country. And that's why so many people are, are trying to come to the border right now. I, I suppose that's why gas price it's Trump's fault. Gas prices are going up too, is because he got it so low that there's nowhere for it to go other than up. <laughs> <laughs> and of course the economy's crashing. He had it so good. It can only go down. Yeah. Well, no, I heard somebody tweeted today that, um, the reason why gas prices are going up is because the economy is so much better that gas prices always go up when the economy goes up. And I My was God. like, were you around in 2008 when it was like $4 a gallon and the housing market was crashed? And yeah, that wasn't a good economy. Some people are just too dumb to, to, I, I, I hear I hear people come up with stupid reasoning like that, and it's like that makes absolutely no sense. What's your thought behind it? Well, I'm a Democrat. Well, okay, you proved your point. Now shut the fuck up. Um, but but it's like, do you know why gas prices are going up? Because we've cut out our independence uh, on energy, so now we are reliant on foreign on foreign oil, who can set the price however the fuck they want. I mean, it's um, yeah. So here, here you go. Two thousand eight. I just looked it up, and that was pretty much when our economy was at its worst in our lifetime. Just about mm-hmm. the price of gas was three sixty one a gallon. When the economy got a little better in two thousand nine, two fifty eight a gallon. Two thousand ten, it was three oh two a gallon. So yeah, that argument makes no sense whatsoever. Well, it's and it it's. Makes- it's got to do with like the Keystone XL pipeline and all that stuff. It's the futures market. I yeah. mean, people became pessimistic about the amount of oil that was going to come in, so the the futures went up because people were trying to buy it. Guess guess why? For the future. I mean, that's the gas price of gas today isn't from isn't because of how much oil is in the ground now. It's how much oil is going to be pulled out of the ground. In the future, <laughs> Durr. Yeah, the, it just—it's like you know when people were taking those snapshots and they were like, you know, here's the economy now. You know, post this on your Facebook so that every year it comes up, and, and uh, people are like, you're oversimplifying it. No, I'm not. Joe Biden is president. He's going to do dumb shit. Things are going to get bad. That's not oversimplifying it. <laughs> Well, I, I just seen this too. Um, the United Auto Workers Union has informed workers that the Ford 
that Ford plans to move a major project worth $900 million from Ohio to its plant in Mexico. So this yeah. is hap- this just happened today, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw I saw that too, and I wonder why that is. Yeah. You think it's because think, they don't have an orange man that would tell, that would basically run your name through the mud if you did that? The first comment was, "Looks like Trump failed at making companies stay in the U.S." <laughs> oh my God! Biden has been president for two months. Three months. Yeah, three months. Oh, three months. Yeah. Duh. No, two months. So, yeah. Never oh mind. no, it's two months. Yeah. yeah. But. I mean, really, he's been, I mean, they've been planning since, you know, November 8th or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I yeah, mean, that's Trump's fault that Ford's going to move their plant back to Mexico, which they originally were going to build a Focus there, like an all-wheel drive Ford Focus. And Ford, and um, Trump basically told him that if you do that, I'm going to tax the hell out of it and you won't be able to afford to sell it for what you want to so Ford just scrapped that plan completely well, it was it was during the it was during the campaigns when he did it during the debates he said that he said that they're making the focus in Mexico there's no uh they shouldn't have done that that's not a that's not what they should be doing they should be making it in America and then the CEO of Ford at the time came out and said we don't make the Ford Focus in Mexico and then people who aren't stupid went on to the uh, internet and they found Ford Focuses that were listed for sale that were brand new that had three as the first digit. And anybody Mm -hmm. who knows anything about cars knows that the three is the first digit means it was made in Mexico. Yep. And then they tweeted that at the, at the CEO of Ford. Oh, oh, that's just, uh, we have uh, overruns that we, uh, that we run that we did in Mexico. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Sure. Gotcha. Makes sense there, Ford guy. Yeah. It it just Trump used political pressure and and being able to shame people into saying you should build in America, it's gonna be better for you in the long run. Um and 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 I'm gonna fight I'm gonna fight for you to make sure that you can get people at a good wage, but at a fair wage. Because somebody shouldn't be making seventy bucks an hour putting on a door for Ford, you know. I put on the I I put on the passenger front door for all F one fifties, and I make seventy seventy dollars an hour. Wait, what? I put in two bolts, you know. It's like, and I know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's more complicated than that, but I mean that that shouldn't be a job for for somebody making seventy seventy dollars an hour. Um. You know, and so it's just the unions are going to run, kill Detroit. They're going to run these businesses out of the country. Trump was making roads into getting manufacturing back into America. And, and, and all you heard from the left was, well, yeah, but these are not good paying jobs because they're not union. Ridiculous. Well, I think what's funny is I think most of the union workers probably voted for Trump. <laughs> well, I, I mean, which would make sense because now that Trump's gone, their jobs are leaving. You know, mm-hmm. well, it wasn't the it wasn't the energy people and the pipe fitters union in Pennsylvania because they went heavy blue to vote for Biden, and now they're all done. 
No, I don't think that they, I think most of the union workers voted for Trump, but the, the unions, they put money for Biden. So the, the, the union workers that voted for Trump, they got money taken out of their paychecks to support the Biden campaign, which is just an even bigger thumb in their eye. Now that they're unemployed, that half, you know, most of their union dues went to the guy that got them fired. But yeah, anyway, so the, so the border crisis now, the reason why there's so many more people in the United States in the shelters is because Biden got rid of the remain in Mexico policy is what Trump did. So Trump basically put pressure on Mexico to say that, oh, you know, all these Central American migrants that are coming up through your country to get into our country, we're not going to let them in. You're going to have to keep them until we decide that they're able to come into the country. And if they're not able to come into the country, you get to keep them. It was called the Remain in Mexico policy. Well, Biden, just the day one, he got rid of that because that's racist. You know. So now all these people are coming in. They're just flooding into the country because all the people that were remaining in Mexico now can just come in. So you got this gigantic flood of people coming in and they don't know what to do. It's just and then they then they go out and they blame Trump for it. <laughs> If they'd have just kept the policy in place, they wouldn't have this issue. I I love the meme that I saw today that said how it started, March 11th, 2020. Excuse me. Biden saying uh, the remaining Mexico policy is racist and un-American. We are a nation of immigrants and we want those immigrants here to how it is now. And it's Biden going, stay it, it, in your country, stay in your city. Uh, don't don't come here. <laughs> I guess I guess he had a, a interview with George Stephanopoulos where he said that. Yeah. Now they're saying yeah. Now they're saying that they need to slow down and they need to stay in their country, which is hilarious. Yeah. <sighs> Just show, shows how stupid they are and how they don't think. Government is so dumb. They don't do anything right. If if you th- if you think that your tax dollars are making anything better, they're not. They don't government does nothing right. They do absolutely nothing right. If you can think of a program that has worked and went away because it worked so well that it it had it went away because it worked so well. I'll give you I'll give you some money. If you can <laughs> think of a program. Cuz not a single government program. I don't know. Maybe there there might be one. Yeah, there might. No, be. I don't think I don't think there is. I agree with Darren. There yeah. might be. A, I mean, you might be able to consider building a bridge or something, a government program that just fulfilled it fulfilled its purpose. But, well, I mean, we got our government here in Marshall built a a bridge to nowhere, which I understand. I mean, you got to build a bridge to get to the other side. But then we had a company that wanted to build on the other side of that bridge to nowhere but they they're it's close to the airport yeah and this company wouldn't use the airport so they wouldn't let them build there <laughs> so now we've had this bridge to nowhere and i think it had to it's getting to the point where it has to be redone or maintained and <laughs> it's not being used because there's nothing out there is that by that Legion Fields? Uh, up by the softball complex. Yeah. 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 
there's nothing out there and it's i think that thing's like 12 years old now so well it's like when somebody told me um you know that single payer system that's that's how it should work in this country is you know healthcare is a is a right and we should use a single uh payer system and my argument was um to them was do you like the dmv what do you like the dmv do you like the long lines them messing up you know uh, charging you too much for tabs, charging not enough for tabs, losing losing your identification, uh, not being able to process uh, payments with a with a credit card, so you got to write a check to them. Uh, you know, not being able to uh, you know this last year they weren't able to uh, do driving tests uh, because they couldn't get they couldn't get instructors in there and, the, and they couldn't keep the places open. Do you like the DMV? Because that's what healthcare would be like in a single payer system. So I mean, if, if the DMV and and working working on that stuff um, that really floats your boat and and you think that that works just great, then vote for a single payer system. And if there are anybody listening that works at the DMV, I paid way more than I tell you I paid for a vehicle. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, it's so stupid. It's like, how much did you pay for it? Three thousand. Well, it's worth more than that. Well, then why did you ask me what I paid for it if you're not going to believe me? You know, it's so stupid. Yeah, they just ask you stuff just to ask you. Yeah, because in Minnesota, the if you pay more than. Forty-five hundred, I think that you, you have to pay the six and a half percent sales tax. Otherwise, it's just like a a fee, you know. So of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I paid three grand, you know, for no matter what I buy. Oh, the transmission's out. I only had to pay three grand. Oh, you know, you just lie to them. And I mean, what are they going to argue with you for a little bit or what? <clears throat> mm-hmm. I mean. They're idiots. They're the government. Yep. And then, the, like, just, just welfare in general. They basically, in the 1960s, they passed, you know, the Great Society, and they created all these welfare programs. And, like, the poverty rate had... Poverty rate after that skyrocketed. Because nobody worked anymore. Well, it made more sense to just not work, because you, you're... You can do what you want, and you still get paid. Well, yeah, but you don't you don't get paid you don't get paid enough to live, really. I mean, I, you do. I mean, you can survive, but it's it's not a good life. Then people get depressed, start they start doing drugs. I mean, it basically created. I mean, it created a lot of ills for society, hmm. and their intention was to make society better, to take care of children. Well. You want to know what you did? You created a lot of kids with one parent. That's what you did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the government for you. So what's the deal with the Grammys there, Rich? Well, it's just that their ratings tanked. It was $17 million last year and $8.9 million this year. And, you know, the old saying, go woke or go broke. And they're going broke. Well, and I mean... I- I don't understand that. How how is the ratings that far down when there's nothing to do? You can't go out and eat. You can't do anything. Yeah, well, because they 
and okay, didn't um, WAP get or WAP or whatever the hell you want to call it? Didn't she do that last year at the Grammys? No idea. Oh, I thought she did, but you'd think you know over the course of a year you'd be able to write another song, especially a year where you can't really do anything else. Well, so. I, you know, I hear that I hear about that song all the time, and I don't think I've ever heard it. I yeah, I haven't either. So I have it as my ringtone. Yeah, I figured Mark probably would. <laughs> All I remember is is she interviewed Biden and she you know, that was the big thing where she interviewed Biden and and you know, they're talking about all this, you know, they 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 call me uh Joey B, you know? And then oh, uh, yeah. and then then they so then they just juxtapose it with the videos of Cardi B saying that she cleaned out her asshole and she stuck her finger too far up it and she cut her butthole and made it bleed all over the place and don't don't uh don't uh um I don't know it's it, it was just the videos that she made and she put on her FYI videos were just terrible I mean they were just the most trashed crap you could see. It was pretty, it was pretty, like, this is the person that's interviewing, you know, the serious candidate for president. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the Trevor Noah doing the Grammys, he was, I guess he was a bust. He's not, he's not funny. I mean. I, I have never heard him say one funny thing. As much as I hate Jimmy Kimmel now. Back when the man show was on, he was hilarious. You know, they had good skits, him and Corolla together. You know, uh, the uh, Carl Malone skit. Let, let, let's let's forget about that. You know, because that must have never happened. Um, that wasn't even funny. But yeah, I know. But I'm just saying that. You know, the man show was funny. So Jimmy Kimmel has some funny stuff. I don't like him now, but I have never heard Trevor Noah say one funny thing. And, no. and when they show commercials of him, you know, and he and they're showing clips from the Daily Show, and and he's like trying to mock somebody with his accent, it, it's cringy. It's so bad. It's like it's like a four year old trying to make fun of somebody. It's horrible. Well, I heard that uh, John Stewart picked him personally because he knew that he would never be as funny as he was. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good. Good investment there. <clears throat> Speaking of foreigners with funny accents, what what's on the John Oliver list this week there, Marcus? Well, pretty much um, you know, John Oliver came out. Hold on one second. Go. So John Oliver, I mean, basically he came out, didn't say much about the royal family, of course, in his first couple of stories, but his big story was about uh Tucker Carlson. And basically, he spent 40 minutes trying to make a case that Tucker Carlson was a white supremacist. Uh, Even though, you know, Tucker Carlson has denounced white supremacy, talked about white supremacy is is evil. Nobody should be talking about race. We should talk less about race. He's been saying that since the early 90s about we should talk less about race and we should really just talk more about nationalism and and being americans and not that not mattering if you're white black asian or whatever and 
so basically Tucker Carlson or, or uh, John Oliver then said that, uh, you know, well, basically this is, this is how white supremacists talk. They try to convince you that race isn't an issue when it really is. I mean, I guess that makes Candace Owens uh, a big white supremacist. Those and... are my favorite. Those are my favorite <laughs> when they when they take when they don't realize who's talking, then they call him a white supremacist. <laughs> like the leader of the Proud Boys is a white supremacist, even though he's half black and half you know Hispanic, Cuban, Cuban, yeah, Cuban right, or yeah. something like that. Well, uh, that podcast that that we used. Um, listen to I don't know if you still listen to it Rich but Garage Logic they always play that clip of um, you know the lady saying well this is your problem you're you, you know um, you're, everything you're saying is from white privilege and, and the guy goes well I guess you should have done your homework because I'm black <laughs> yeah that was pretty good yeah uh, no did they talk about the pregnant uh, the the military pregnant issue that that came up yeah, and said about how he was sexist, and I mean, I gotta tell you, I, I, I'm with John Oliver on that. I think the last people we should be putting on the front lines of war are people are people who are pregnant. The last You're... person you should shove into an F F twenty two is is a pregnant woman and saying, "All right, now go into enemy air and shoot down enemy planes." You're with John Oliver on that? No, I'm sorry, I'm with Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Well, the, the funniest thing is like, so basically what Tucker, I mean, I didn't watch it, but from what I understand, what the gist of what Tucker said was making flight suits for pregnant women is stupid because you're never going to send a pregnant woman up in a jet or anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? There should not be a maternity flight suit. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it was stupid. And then he gets attacked by the military. And they're coming out and they're saying, you don't know what it's like to serve, yada, yada, yada. Well, then, like, you're, are you actually going to send a pregnant woman up in a jet? Then why are you making this flight suit? I mean, it doesn't, it's so dumb. And then and they're then defending they, it. And then, and then they, I guess they took shots that Trump started this, you know, where, where they talked about, um, uh, cutting some guidelines in the military uniform to allow for service people who are pregnant, but that could mean that could mean any number of things. Well, they they have they have service uniforms for pregnant women, but they're yeah. generic. They're made for all branches because they pregnant women they can't be on the front line, so it doesn't really matter what they wear. Mm -hmm. I mean, and a uniform is in essence a. Uh, it's not a decorative. I mean, there are decorative uniforms, but it's not a decorative thing. It's a, it's a functionality thing. I mean, flight suits are made to squeeze your body so that when you pull G's, you don't pass out. <laughs> I mean, it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty simple. Uh, yeah. But but uh, then. John Oliver brings up the point that David Duke listens to to Tucker, so that must mean that Tucker is a white supremacist. Because, you know, if I say something, you know, if 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 all of a sudden we had a listener who was a white supremacist who was like, "Oh, I like that whole take about the uh, single payer system in the DMV uh, or lying to the DMV," well, that would make us white supremacists. Then, huh? Is is that how that works now? If if somebody thinks that we make good points. 
that that automatically means that we believe in what in what they talk about um or or believe what they believe i i didn't think that we did guilt by association here in america but i guess john oliver does maybe that's something that they do in in england but it it just makes me so angry every time i see i see him because it, he, he he again it's 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 the same old playbook of let's let's uh let's find the worst things about somebody and we'll and we'll put it out here in a 30 minute spiel to try to make you think that this person's a racist when if you've watched the Tucker Carlson show uh he's about the furthest thing from a racist that that there can be um yet you know you can dice up his show to to uh make it seem like he you know he's making different points uh, uh, that are sexist or are um, racist, um, and you know, or the the most damning thing that he pulled out was uh, you know something from a uh, when he called into the uh, Bubba Love Bubba the Love Sponge radio show and and said something about um, you know uh, refugees coming over from Africa back in back in the late 1990s and it's like you know again a person can't learn or grow or or you know be something else or you know it's just it's just ridiculous mm-hmm. i think we should all listen to uh sarah silverman more and realize that people can learn and grow yeah i don't I don't think we should listen to Sarah Silverman. She's not funny either. <laughs> that, that was a joke. Yeah, she's not funny either. And I, I didn't. I kind of watched a little bit of the of her little rant over the week, and it was just too hard to watch. But yeah, she's basically now now that she didn't get exactly what she wanted, and she realized that Joe Biden's a loser and doesn't do anything. You know, is not going to give her exactly what she wants. She she wants to abandon the Democrat Party and start a third party. And <laughs> you know, yeah, we we told you this was coming. You know, you realize that Trump was was closer to your ideology than Biden is, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like you get this. He's just you just can't say that you're for Trump because he's you know an evil Republican. He's orange man. But yeah, I, I mean, you think about what Trump does. You know. Probably the one thing that they could point to that they didn't like was closing the border, which I mean, the 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 ends of him closing the border the way he did actually made anybody who came to the border's life better. I mean, he just did. And then, like, what are the other policies going after China and bringing jobs back to America? Oh, my gosh. Well, don't do that. That sucks. I mean, that only made the economy boom and you know brought back you know lower wage jobs and made them made them get more money drilling for more oil oh that just made the price of gas cheaper so that the poor people could afford to get to their jobs now that that they have i mean come on i mean any blue collar worker if you look at look at the difference between trump and biden your your life is so much better under trump it just is But people are so stupid and they, they just sit there and they eat this news up and 
they eat they eat up this these lies that come out of them. I mean, the lie about how Trump said that to find the votes. He didn't he didn't say find the votes. I don't know. It's just just all of it pisses me off. Gonna do worst persons of the week. Sounds yes, good. Sir. All right. Richie, what do you got? I have the great Cardi B. Just a nuisance to the world. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> or should should I say an STD to the world? Because that's probably what she's more. Uh... And then last night she got into it with um, Candace Owens. And basically Candace came out and said, any of you. What happened there? You still there, Rich? I think we lost him again. Don't don't we lose him about every every time about an hour in? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, anyway, I, I could probably fill. We'll 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 go to yours, Mark. Who's your worst person of the week? Uh, Ben Crumb. Uh, you know he made the news with that twenty-seven million dollar settlement. Um, he's the attorney for uh the Floyd family, but when you dig in a little bit more, he's also the attorney for pretty much. Every major news story um, in in 2020, um, where you where the media made uh, a big deal, um, you know, uh, in Kenosha, um, uh, what's his name, Blake. Um, he's that attorney. He's the attorney for him. He's the attorney for the Aubrey family. Blake, uh, he, Blake. He's the guy that got the bacchiotomy, right? Yeah, the bacchiotomy. Yep. <laughs> the the I'm gonna go get my knife and peacefully stab you. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, the Aubrey, um, you know, the uh, he's the attorney for that family. He's the attorney for the guy that got shot in um, uh, Atlanta after he tried to tase uh, a police officer with their own with their own taser. Um, after he pile drived him first, too. I should probably point that out. Um, so I mean, uh, he is, uh, you know, it seems like he is going around to all these uh, tragedies and, and mopping up money from them. And 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 when you listen to what he says, um, you know, he's not happy with this twenty-seven million dollar settlement. Um, you know, it's historic, but it shouldn't be historic. And it's only the first step to justice. And and it's like. You know, if twenty-seven million dollars is not going to appease you, um, I don't, I don't know what is. Um, so obviously, uh, you know, he's my worst person. What was his name? Sorry, I'm uh, back. Ben Ben Crum. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my computer locked up there, but. Oh. So what so you're were talking you saying? About Cardi? So Cardi B and Candace Owens got into it on Twitter last night again which is a, a pretty regular thing now. And um, Candace Owens basically came out and said, if anybody on Twitter has a daughter, none of them, you know, you can't realistically say you want them to turn out like Cardi B. <laughs> and of course, you know, you get the, well, I want my daughter to be worth $27 million or whatever Cardi B is worth now. You know, Oh, geez. well, and then some people, she's, she's the American 
story. You know, she came from poverty and made her way all the way up to be a millionaire. Yeah, by raping men, you know, and drugging them. Um, yeah. and, and then probably, who knows what she did to get to where she is at. But Well, I'm sure WAP, the song WAP tells us. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I don't know. Just I just, I just can't stand when, you know, when you have to do that to get um, fans, you know, well, you're not you're not talented enough just to sing to get fans. You have to get up there and show your cooch to everybody. So she's not she's not even attractive. I don't, yeah, that's she's what I don't not. get. She looks like a like a plastic doll. You know. Did you see the way that they were dancing? It looked like a couple uh, uh, manatees mating. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how they do it? Something like that. No, but like, um, so Candace Owens is threatening to sue her because she found, Cardi B found a tweet of Candace's where she said that her husband or something was uh, sleeping with Candace's brother. Yeah, it was a Photoshop tweet that somebody put out there. Yeah, well, they have they have sites that generate these things. Like you can just put in a person's name, and then you put in the tweet, and then it just generates it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so basically, she found this. She found, you know, in quotation marks, this this tweet, and it's obvious. It's an obvious fake. I mean, it's not even it's not even passable that it's close to a real thing. And then, so she makes fun of Candace for this. And Candace is like, y- "You do realize this is an obvious fake? I mean, anybody." that made it out of third grade can figure this out. Yeah. And then, and then she keeps on with it. And then Candace is like, well, if you keep on with this, I'm going to sue you because this is libel. And you know that this is an untrue. And I've told you that it is. So that'd be interesting to see if she does actually sue her, but I don't, I don't think she'll get anywhere. Cause, cause she's a, you know, a public person, but yeah. So, so did, uh, wait. So when Candace Owen said, Hey, anybody who made it out of the third grade, could obviously see this as fake. Did Cardi B fire back? Bitch, you know I didn't make it out of the third grade. <laughs> I don't know if she actually said third grade or anything like that. I'm just saying that that's kind of how I'm it not, went. I'm not sure Cardi B could probably read what Candace was writing. So, but I, well, I did love Can- Candace Owens is kind of a troll because she was, you know, she's anti-feminism, you know, or feminist or whatever, and mm-hmm. so a few. A few months ago, before she had her kid, she had her husband record her making a sandwich while she was pregnant in the kitchen. Barefoot. And she, <laughs> barefoot pregnant in the kitchen. And she was making her husband a sandwich. And she's like, yeah, oh, this is where us women belong, in the kitchen. You know, and of course, feminist heads exploded because she, you know, you can't joke about that. But yeah, the, she blocked, uh, she blocked the, the what is it the three time letterman <laughs> that account's great he's it's basically just this guy who's it's a parody account um but he just like he calls liberals losers and stuff like that and you know he makes fun of them because he's a three year letterman and the all time greatest uh, pee wee football coach ever <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's like the biggest loser you know the biggest high school jock loser yeah. that you know that's kind of the joke but, but like he just makes fun of liberals and how soft they are. That's pretty much all he does. But and he uh, was, it, who who blocked him? 
Candace did because I think he made fun of her. <laughs> oh, really? Point. I don't think he really made fun of her. I think he was kind of making fun of the people that make fun of her. But I don't uh-huh. think she got it. She just blocked him. Wow. But it was pretty good. Um, so Who's my your... worst. So my worst person of the week is John Kerry, because uh, I guess the mask mandate is for everybody except for John Kerry. So as long as long as you're the former uh, secretary of state, you you're you don't have to wear a mask on uh, on airplanes like the rest of us plebes. Darren, when you dedicate your life to uh, fighting environmentalism like I have, what's Al Gore? And... <laughs> no, John Kerry. That's all. That's all he said about when taking the plane. I will mm. not be backed into sh- being shamed for taking a plane when I dedicated my life. So, well, yeah. Let's you know. Let's be honest. At least he's flying. Um, commercial now, you know, and not taking his <laughs> private jet. So he is saving some fuel for the rest of us. So that was nice of him. Well, he was, it was first class, though. Let's not forget about that. I don't understand why he doesn't have a private jet. I mean, he did marry a billionaire. He does have a private jet. Well, I don't, I guess I don't know why he was on commercial then. That's kind of weird. He was on like a Delta flight or something. But yeah, he, he was. And um, somebody else's was on the flight or, and they told him to wear a mask, so now he's trying to figure out how he can sue him, which we won't get anywhere. But <clears throat> no, he's, he they were they were trying to get Delta to to take him uh, to kick him off the plane because everybody else who's not wearing a mask on the plane has been put on like their no fly list. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. So Should they're trying they're trying to get him canceled from Delta, which would be hilarious. That that would probably give him the um the cover that he needs to take his private jet everywhere. <laughs> maybe that's maybe it was a ploy. Maybe it was a deep state ploy. If I get put on the no fly list, then I have to take my private jet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The best was the best was when he was running for president. He uh, trying to act like a common man with the <laughs> with going out skeet shooting. You know, and then the, and then the windsurfing <laughs> when he did the windsurfing, that was pretty good. That was used in a lot of ads. But all right, guys. So basically, next... so basically, what you're saying though is, is as long as we're not like these assholes, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all right. Until next week, I'll uh, I'll talk to you later. <laughs>